0: Good morning, guys. It's good to have you here. Uh, everyone doing okay? It's kind of kind of looking. Well, we're gonna start. This is a new series. Yeah. Lessons we've learned in quarantine. A couple of those. Couple of lessons. And couple we're, lessons. We're gonna share some of the maybe less spiritual ones right off the bat. Yeah.
1: One thing we learned is that Van and I. There's been a lot of high stress discussions as we're all trying to figure out how to deal with COVID-19 and all these things and yeah. we have the same coping mechanism yeah you know there's been many a meeting where he and I are over in the corner and we're just cracking up because we're using humor to deal with the stress yeah. and everyone else is rolling their eyes you know
0: and uh and they put us out of room because it's contagious you right know, our <laughs> see I'm teaching I'm breaking Jonathan into dad jokes they need, to, they you need us to stay so. six
1: feet away from them and yeah like you said it's not always good humor either I think I'm ready for the road everyone else reminds me I'm definitely not, and, uh, uh, and so we thought we'd share some of that with you And what, today. Are, these,
0: what are these things called?
1: These are called memes, Van. Memes. So memes. more
0: than one is a meme or uh, memes? Yes. It's okay. kind of like your grandmother, meme-y. So here we, here we go. Here we go. Here's, here's the first one. Sometimes I wonder if all this happened because I didn't forward that message to other people. <laughs> have you have Thumbs you up if
1: you think that's funny. I think that's funny. Yeah, we got uh, about 30% okay, out okay, there. Let's okay, let's That's on. good. That's next, good for next me. Next one. Let's throw another one up here.
0: 20. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Chicken Little? Is that the Chicken Little I think little it's Chicken Big, man. Chicken Big, where they eat the people on the beach that are infected with COVID. That's not the version COVID. I ever told my okay. kid. Yeah, but. Okay, thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Okay, moving right along. I, I like this one. Some <laughs> of you have experienced this one. Day 35 of quarantine can you blink a little more quietly, please? You know, it's, it's amazing how as, as you're married, as the years go by, those little noise you thought were so cute when you were dating in the first 10 years of marriage Just are adorable. so obnoxious. It's terrible. You know, it, it is, it is. I'll, I'll put a thumbs up on that <laughs> one, you know. Okay. Okay, next one.
1: Why are all the humans wearing muzzles? Did they all bite someone? Yeah, That's good.
0: There, there's another one like that, you know, it's, it's kind of like you wonder why your dog jumps up on new people when they come over your house. And we were doing the same thing the first time we had people come over our house after about a month or two. We were jumping <laughs> up on them, too. You know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> All right, next one, next one. Here.
1: How often does one need to change one's sweatpants? And your options are every day, every two days, nothing matters anymore, or what are pants?
0: Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> kind of i think so. that's pretty funny okay okay well all right well, i'll give it a one there we go
1: be like this little piggy it takes about 30 seconds for folks to get that one bro.
0: i almost scratched that one because i think what is that all why about? why is that
1: that's not funny at all. Yeah. you got to stay home people this yeah. little piggy stayed home yeah okay I'll that's that that's that no good on that one day one of quarantine i'm going to meditate and do body weight training day four i'm just pouring ice cream into the pasta yeah
0: yeah that's for it. Have you ever tried that? Uh, no. 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 Okay, no, I, no. Haven't, I haven't. I didn't, no. This one's my favorite, okay, man. yeah. I Every
1: commercial right now sounds ridiculous. It's like, yeah, we know things seem bad and people are being tossed into mass graves daily, but we'll all get through this together, so no.
0: come get your tires changed. Yeah, the commercials, you know, and if you <laughs> work with tires, don't take that personally, but all the commercials are that way. I it's know. We've got to relate with them. Have you heard that then Charmin
1: then commercial about... The last thing you should be worried about right now is toilet paper, and they're just going on, oh, and, yeah, on and on, and yeah. <laughs> it just kills me every <laughs> time are it comes up. Right, know, exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Looking uh, at the map
0: for some weekend travel ideas. Yeah, yeah. We just have two rooms in our house, and it's kind of hard to get creative. Yeah, you, know, so. you got so. 50-50 shot on each room. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Next one. Oh, this. Jennifer
1: Aniston quote: "Lockdown has affected every one of
0: us." She took it rough. She took ben, it raw. Been a rough couple know. months for Jennifer. See her now. You know. yeah, exactly. So, what a little one of those little things that can shave that stuff off. I, they you know. have products you for know. this. That could that could be a sell, selling feature right there. Well, guys, we're going to jump in. There is actually some lessons we really did learn that really stood out, and one of the lessons we learned is that 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 care matters, or another way we could put it, fellowship matters. Yeah. It, It matters. The interaction between people. It matters a lot. I mean, I I have been awakened to this personally, and then also you know, talking with people, I just yeah. see that, you know, it's something that's missing. There's a scripture. We'll jump right into some scripture here. Acts six one. It said in those days when the number of disciples was increasing, I mean there's some these things stuff were going well here. for the church. Yeah, things are going well, which, you know, it's a little different right now as far as the change, but <laughs> right. the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked keyword overlooked in the daily distribution mm. of food and one thing I've noticed and it, it's, it's kind of interesting when things don't get cared for and sometimes you know there's different ways to look at this but a lot of times when things aren't getting cared for things start to happen you start to hear a little you know something's not right here you've oh you forgot to put food on this widow's plate things start to get missed in the process right
1: uh, right and, and for anyone that's a parent knows this right off the bat, right? Every family has that one kid, and Johanna and I thought we were doing really well. You know, we had a track record of three for three, and then that fourth one came along. And he's only a year old, and he is teaching us this lesson Oh, yeah. So dramatically. You know, we're in the middle of this house remodel project right now, and you're sitting there, you're exhausted, it's the end of the day, and you're sitting there looking at the work you've done, and you notice that the year, you know, Nathan, he's a year old, he's climbing up the step ladder, you know, and he's, he should, he has no business being up yeah, on that oh, step ladder, yeah. And you're sitting there, and as a dad, I'm sitting there, I'm going, well, I stopped him from eating the drywall mud. Yeah. You know, I stopped him every time he jabbed those pliers into the electrical outlet. That's only a six-foot ladder, you yeah, know? Yeah. He's... <laughs> you can't yeah. get hurt that bad, yeah. and that's what we're talking about. Is we've seen this happen mm-hmm. with with this quarantine period, this lockdown period, or shelter in place, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, it's just been weird. There's been some things we've noticed yeah. it as pastors of over our flocks. There's been some people that, man, they they got overlooked. Yeah, because of yeah. the isolation, because because you know we did everything we could to call and to check in and all of these things but because people were so isolated it, it some weird the, stuff it started to happen and, and yeah. i've
0: definitely seen with kids i mean you know i've noticed that kids sometimes they get in a lot of trouble just because they want your eye time and even our dog nolan is is, is basically if, a kid basically a kid two-year-old but if, <laughs> if you kind of leave him to himself and you're not paying him enough attention of all things he goes for toilet paper he'll Pull the toilet paper out as far through the house as they it can. It's like liquid gold it right now. Just sits there and just say, "Hey." Someone pay me some attention. And so so sometimes when you see these things firing, sometimes you got to step back and think, right. you know, maybe the wife or the husband's complaining or something's going on. Sometimes it's because they need some care. They need some attention. They, they need some, some hang time. Acts 2.42 says this. I it, love this scripture. It says, they, and this is a church. This is a very effective growing church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching or teaching or preaching. And you saw so many people think, "Hey, every time we gather, it's all about the preaching." And to fellowship or care, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And two of those have to do with care, fellowship, where you—it's it, yeah. not just communion, but eating with someone. Yeah, a lot of down, times eating. we think of that as church. You know, you got your yeah.
1: teaching, you got your prayer time, yeah. and then but they, they equated fellowship or care for each other, that, that, those relationships, they equated those things and eating together as just as important, yep. just as important as what's happening right now in this
0: auditorium. Right, and, and, and that's one thing I see a lot of churches don't understand, how spiritual, how powerful fellowship is, mm-hmm. how, how, how it changes people people's life. And we can't overlook it. I think it was Brad Meinhart that when we got together with elders, you know, we were talking about all this stuff going on. He says, people want to get back together, but it's not because of your great preaching. It, um, you know, <laughs> Thanks. Or Thanks, it's not Brad. because of the incredible worship, but what we want to get back together for is, is fellowship. And we're still limited in that, but that's what, man, you know when you have it, it's very important for us to have that fellowship. And I think that's the thing that, that is getting overlooked. I, I look at, you know, no great words out of here, but I look at fellowship, and there's a word in there ship, you know, it's kind of like a compound word and, and just that idea to get with people and realize we're all on this thing together we're on that same ship and that's what gets really powerful as you parents of preschoolers get together with other parents of preschoolers and they start swapping stories or, you know, like we're a caregivers now with our parents and when you talk to someone else that's a caregiver you realize they're in the same ship and, and the power of that to realize we're all on the same ship, we're all traveling through life together and we need one another it's, Absolutely. A, it's huge you know? now so so
1: that's what quarantine has kind of shown us is that fellowship or care is just such a key component of our lives as humans you know mm-hmm. but I want to clear something up real quick man mm-hmm. there's a lot I'm not talking about just hanging out with anybody yeah you know because there's an awful lot of relationships you and I have both had them mm-hmm. where you walk away from that relationship and you're going I feel heavier now <laughs> walking away from this conversation. You feel like you just scrolled on yeah. Facebook for two hours after oh, yeah. talking with that person. Everybody's got a person in their mind right now oh, yeah. that they know that this happens with them, you know. And, yeah. uh, and there's, some, there's some of those relationships that can be super toxic. Oh, absolutely. And that's yeah. not what we're talking about here today. I,
0: I like Psalms 1. 1 it, it says, blessed is those that do not walk. See that first word, walk, in step with the wicked, right. or stand in the way of the the sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. And you see this progression sometimes when we get around those wrong people, we, we might walk them for a while, but then we're just standing around before long, we're just sitting and before long, we're just part know, of the we're part know, of their group. yeah, we're in there the group and 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 so there's life-giving situations you can put yourself in and there's toxic situations and you we want you to understand as we're talking about that and you know who some people are. I mean they just you feel like someone's gonna get killed if we hang out too much longer. <laughs> right. you know it's those are situations that can be be kind of kind of um, kind of tough yeah and and
1: that quarantine period showed us how deep the need is for that healthy fellowship those mm -hmm. relationships that build each other up you know you're cruising through social media and you see oh day 47 of quarantine here's what my family did and you see this picture of them you know playing monopoly and actually loving each other you know and you're thinking i did not have that experience or they learn
0: learn five foreign languages and as a family unit they dug a pool in the backyard and you think how they do that, and, so, yeah. and I'll be honest, yeah. I I struggled with it because I'm a people person. It's just like wow. And was, you didn't have that experience no, during quarantine. No, I I, I I didn't even learn. I'm still working on English, so I didn't <laughs> I didn't get the no language thing. But let's let's look at this. What it means to be devoted to purposeful fellowship. How do we right actually here. live this out? How, in our how lives? do we do this? And let's start with this scripture in Hebrews ten twenty four and twenty five, and let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. Now, the King James, I love the word used in the King James. It says how to provoke one another to love and good works. I'm good at provoking. Yeah, a lot of people are good at provoking, but how good are we at provoking people to love and good works? (laughs) Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching or during Mm. tough times even. And, And I think that is a very powerful thing that reminds us of really the first point of how we devote ourselves to Purposeful Fellowship it's our language in action it's our love language in action and that's one of that's the royal commandment this is what jesus told us to love people to be about doing it's the one thing that if you love people it, it pulls you out of all the sin up and down it's just a powerful thing and it's our love language in action and and this is where a lot of people's love tanks have gone dry they're just they're just sitting there and i think we've all experienced that where we we feel like Like the widows, they were overlooked. That's one of the worst things. Oh, yeah. There's no
1: pain greater than, I mean, some of you may even be feeling this right now. You're sitting in a crowd of people, but you feel all alone. Mm -hmm. And that is the worst feeling. And that desperate need for that fellowship and that love language yeah. is our way of breaking
0: through that to help yeah. those other folks. Because to be overlooked or to be, you know, just a, a lot of that are unheard or feel like you're on the outside looking in, I think people strive for that. And, and Darren Hansen, you told a story. I, I told one of Tyler's stories last week. And I think, Tyler, I think you're in Newton watching us and <laughs> I, I hope you like the story I told that you told. But Darren told a story about you had a person that was that was in the bowling alley that was his life he was a bowler can i tell this story or is this person what's someone, he going to say now no they related to someone or no ben can't okay. tell okay. that story this is now a clear, guys. i got approval right now in the service <laughs> approval go ahead so he knew this guy that was uh bowling alley it wasn't he was kind of with some questionable people he was you know there at the bowling alley and it wasn't the best lifestyle so anyway he gave his heart to the lord and as he was looking that he says i need to get around believers so he got involved in church gave up the bowling alley started hanging out with believers and his love tank just went dry there was there was just it was just a religious thing where it was you know you'd go to church and feel worse than when you came and that went on and he just felt like no one was the befriending fellowship him, piece was missing lost all his friends and he ended up going back to the bowling alley and i think sometimes bars and bowling alleys do a lot better job at fellowshipping than we as a church and we need to understand that and and I, I think of the love languages the five love languages uh someone googled i don't know who did that it's not Smalley. i think it's chapman isn't it could be Gary chapman chapman, chapman. How many people? His first name's Gary. Gary. I know that okay. much. <laughs> well, anyway, he did the five <laughs> languages, and these are all powerful. You know, quality right. time. Yeah. People need, qual- they need you to slow down and listen to them. They need that eyeball contact when you talk, not where you're looking over their shoulder or you're thinking of something else, but that quality time touch Mm -hmm. i'm amazed how many people you know need that you know that's where it's hard you know some of us are really struggling because you need that handshake sometime or Or sometimes or or that punch in the arm or just to know you're there hand on the back and and i think that's important words of affirmation and just you know you did what oh that's pretty cool that looks good and we we need that sometimes to survive our acts of service someone showing up beside you when you're picking up something heavy and they, they help you or you help them and then gifts, sometimes yeah. little notes and cards and those things are so important and we need to be real deliberate about that. And Van, I got a little side story here. Yeah. You might yep. if I take yep. a little rabbit trail? Let's go on it, okay, man. so that's what a sermon's all about
1: is a rabbit trail. <laughs> rabbit trails. So it's all right. all over the place. So when we first got married, Johanna and I you know we read that book by Gary Smalley or Chapman or whatever his name is and you know, we took the questionnaire, and I thought we had it all figured out. You know, we mm-hmm. just celebrated 12 years ago la- last week. You know, you married us back right, in right 2000. Here, right yeah, right, here, up, right, right up, up here. here. And yeah. he had a lot of good stuff to say. I wish I'd figured all that, th- that stuff he said. You know, we just watched our wedding video oh <laughs> last gosh, week. Gosh. And I wish I'd taken, like, remembered all those things you yeah, said. It would have helped yeah. me out a, like oh 12 gosh. years ago. Anyway, we, I read that book, and I thought I had the five love languages figured out. And I was studying Johanna and trying to figure her out. And I figured out her love language is gifts. Whoa. Okay. And it, and it, I was totally dismayed to mm-hmm. find this out because, mm-hmm. you know, I was in the ministry and she is still a student at college, which means we are broke. Yeah. You know, like Dave mm-hmm. Ramsey says, there was way too much month left at the end of the money every single month. Wow. And so... Yeah. And so we were, I'm sitting here, I'm going, I have no way of loving this woman. I can't buy gifts for her. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'd, I'd rack my brain and try to figure it out. And every once in a while, I'd scrape some pennies together. I remember one time I bought her a bottle of perfume, you know, yeah. for Valentine's Day, I think. And she just melted, you know. She just, she just knew how much I loved her when I gave her that perfume. Mm-hmm. And she knew it wasn't in the budget and it really meant something. And she just, wow. Well, fast forward 10 years, you mm-hmm. know and we're in a better spot mm-hmm. you know we've worked hard we lo- we took the financial peace course we figured out how to budget you know worked hard and got the emergency fund in place yep. you know things are not it's not like this day to day fear that you know the world's going to come crashing down mm-hmm. so we've we've got ourselves in a better spot and you know i'd go and i'd get her a gift and it just it didn't have the same wow. effect, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't get quite as many brownie points. And I'm sitting wow. here, I'm and going.
0: And you need those brownie points. Uh, yeah, 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 you, need yeah.
1: <laughs> you need them. You oh, need them a lot, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'm sitting here and I'm going, what? I, I thought I had this woman figured out, you know. I thought I, yeah. had, th- I, I, thought I had this by the tail. And uh, I'm sitting here, and I'm going, well, you know what her new love language is? Quality time. Wow. And guess what I have none of? You know now I've got four kids, you know now I've got two jobs going on now I've got all these things happening and I'm trying to keep things moving on you get to the end of the day And you know how it is van you get to the end of the day and you're shot And that is when your wife wants to have the deep talk and you're sitting there and you're going Can we just please watch TV so I don't have to think about anything, please, you know, and I figured it out I was like her love language. I think this woman's love language. is just whatever makes me bleed
0: the most Whoa, whoa. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you know? but you know, I think that could be scriptural because it tells us <laughs> Please his rescue husbands, me now, no, quick, no, It quick. tells us his husbands to love our wives as Christ loved the church, and last time I checked, He bled for the church. <laughs> he did. He died, you know. And and I, but, there, I, but there's I think, a lesson here when yeah, we yeah. when we
1: truly fellowship, when we're mm-hmm. truly caring for each other. I mean, all jokes aside, it's going to cost us something. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost us something to put this lesson into action. Yeah. There's no way for us to actually love other people the way they should be. There's no way for us to care for them and fellowship with them without it subtracting something from oh, us yeah. sometimes. you got to put that something is, aside. and yeah. Sometimes
0: it's like, well, they need help over here, but I've got a project, and I don't feel like getting in the shower going over there and helping them and get all sweaty. And they come. You know, there, there is a pain. There is a cost. And sometimes you don't feel like hanging out with people. It's kind of like I'm tired of seeing people, but you need it. Right, And so there is a cost. There is a pain even in any friendship, you yeah. know, and, and I think, it's, I think we've, we've got to understand that. And it, it brings us to the next point yeah. of, of how if we really want to be devoted to perfect full fellowship, especially as we're raising up or reaching a next generation too, I think it all ties to, to home. Yeah, we've that's gotta,
1: our next point is that, man, point. this whole thing starts at home. If we want to put fellowship or care into place, we have to have an at Home starting spot Uh, Titus 3 verses 8 and then also 14 says this this is a trustworthy saying and I want you to stress these things (laughs) Paul is taking his own letter in the Bible and underlining it for us you know he wants it stressed so that those who have trusted in God that's all of us may be careful to devote themselves there's that word again devote to doing what is good these things are excellent and profitable for everyone our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives like we all want to have lives that matter Mm-hmm. We None of us want to have a life that's labeled unproductive when we get to the end of it. Like, well, that was fun. Yeah, You know, we all want to count for something. And Paul is saying we have to do these things. We have to devote ourselves to doing what is good. We have to just concentrate on that in our lives. And, guys, we can't do this unless we're doing it at home. If we try to do it while we're out and about, if we try to do it while we're here at church and we're not putting this into action in our families with the people that god has given us as ground zero what kind of hypocrites are we
0: yeah yeah you'll irritate your family because they will see you loving other people and not loving people at home and and this is i I think it's ground zero for teaching you know hospitality and you and johanna do such a good job i was around their kids earlier in the week and they just blow me away they come up and talk to you like how are you doing and this week going good and and when we were out there they're bringing us snacks we were helping out some they're bringing us snacks and i'm thinking where in the world these kids come from? It's their it's mother. Kinda, yeah, from it's their, their mother, Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I think, you know, so many kids want to be, you know, a superhero. And if you really want to be a superhero, a standout kid, when you're at home, you know, sweep the floor. Mm-hmm. Take the garbage without being asked. You know, clean the toilet. You know, help, you know, Unload the dishwasher or load the dishwasher. It'll freak your parents out, but it will make you a superhero. I mean, you'll be talked about. People will be surprised when they see that. And that's what you know, your kids, I was just blown away by how they interacted and just thought outside themselves. It wasn't about themselves. We got all amazing. the kids
1: in the in the auditorium here today. And I want to give you guys just a real quick challenge, okay? So if you're gonna, if you're going home with mom and dad today, I want you to do this. I want you to go home and set the table for Sunday lunch. Yeah. Guys, it's gonna change your entire afternoon for the whole family. You're gonna be doing this fellowship thing. You're gonna be doing this care thing that, you know, PV and I are talking about here today because guess Mm -hmm. what? You're showing love to your mom and your dad. Yeah,
0: I I think it's huge. And then uh, the next point that we wanna make is, in this whole thing, it must be reciprocal. You know, fellowship has to be reciprocal. And a lot of people, it, they pull it to themselves uh, 2 Corinthians 1 3 through 3-5 praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of compassion and God of all comforts who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ so we also so also our comforts abound through Christ and uh, it's it's something we've got to understand that God uses us. He ministers to us as believers. And so often in unbelievers, we can be that extension to them of the mm-hmm. goodness of God. And a lot of the areas that sometimes we go through just some crud in our lives, it's a great opportunity to learn. And, and when you see people going through the same other crud, you can say, hey, I've been there, and that hurts, and that's bad, and you come alongside someone. and it's, it's, But that reciprocal is so important but it's real draining even if going back to that family if one person is the caregiver of the family in charge of keeping everyone going that person just gets the life sucked out of them Mm -hmm. and and that's where we've got to learn to 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 give and take and and one point I want to make is people that are very self-centered I want you to listen to this that are very self-centered they can yeah all you self-centered people yeah listen to this and I've been there too I've been (laughs) sometimes (laughs) I have those days where you feel like you know it's about me but um if you're a care drainer, a fellowship drainer, people will avoid you. Yeah. And and sometimes if people are avoiding you, if, if you're going into Menards and you see someone you think you know and, and they kind of you think they saw you but they jump back a couple aisles and you try to track them and they because a lot of times when we get with people we just want to talk about ourselves, our problems, and you know, it's all about us and we're not in that caregiving mode. And people will avoid start avoiding you. And, and, some pe- and then get real bitter, like, no one wants to hang out with me. And sometimes we're not very fellowshipable, you know. <laughs> I like that word, yeah, yeah, fellowshipable. Kinda, kinda, That's good. Kinda, kinda you know,
1: I want to give, give you guys real quick, too, a real practical tool that you can use to combat this in your own life. Mm-hmm. And, and, Van, I'm going to embarrass you for just a second here. But quick show of hands, I know everyone in here has had conversations with PV at one point or another. But how many people have noticed that as soon as you start talking with Van... He's asking you questions about your life, your day, your week. Who here has seen that happen? Yeah, hands Mm. all over this room. Mm. You know why? Questions are the tool to use when you want to do this reciprocal thing. Mm. When you want to make sure that it's not just about you, but it's about the other person and you're showing love to that other person, ask them questions you said it earlier and my mom told me this you know years and years ago she gave me a tool in my tool belt she said people's favorite topic in conversation is themselves you know Jonathan that's one of Jonathan's favorite things to talk about is Jonathan Mm. you know I love a conversation where I get to explain everything that's going on in my life and what I'm doing and what my family's going through and all of the things that are happening and I love that's why I like preaching honestly you know I get to be up here and just talk about me for half an hour. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is we have to remember that everyone likes to talk about themselves. So let's give them an opportunity to do that. Let's start asking them questions. Let's start learning about their life. And PV has done this for years. You know, you look around this You look around this room, and you know that this person had a dog that just passed away on Thursday. You know this person's going through something with their in-laws. You know that this person Mm. is trying to figure out a housing situation, and this guy's trying to deal with something at work. And you have a mental catalog Mm -hmm. of what's happening in everybody's lives. And you're going to ask them questions about it. And that's what you know the state of your flock. You know how people are doing. And that's what makes you a master of this care thing. Yeah. That's what makes you so incredible mm. at fellowship is that you go to people and you ask those questions. And so what? how powerful would it be if we as a group of people, if we as a church took this guy's model and started living it out in the people that God's put around us? Yeah. How incredible would it be if we started just asking people those questions at every gathering, started asking our family. We had this at one time at a, as a rule at yeah. our dinner table. Yeah. You know, every, we noticed, Johanna and I noticed We'd all sit down, and there's seven of us at the dinner table, you know, and Johanna and I couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, (laughs) (laughs) it was just crazy. Like, we're running at 100 decibels at the dinner table, and I'm one of the loudest ones, and I'm not saying anything, you know? And so, and so we're just, we're just, and we finally made a rule one night, and we did this a couple times. It was a great experiment. We said, You are not allowed to talk about yourself unless someone asks you a question. You're wow. not allowed to say anything unless someone asks you a question. And anytime you say something, you have to end with a question for somebody else. And we started trying to train this in our wow. kids, you know? Yeah. And, we, and it was, the conversation just changed so dramatically. Yeah. And it was so life-giving and so filling rather than just trying to drain us of just hearing what everybody had
0: going on. But the cool thing about that is, is like, I know what I did in my day. And I know what I know. That's all I know. But when I talk to other people, you can find out some incredible stuff and ideas and, you know, things you can relate to. And so it's rich to find out what's going on in people's lives right next to you because sometimes yeah. the answer or something's right there. Now, I do have a problem sometimes as I'm aging. I get some of my wires crossed, and I'm thinking, oh, you <laughs> lost your dog. No, that was my wife, you know. So that, you know, so that can happen with time. Just, just, a, just a warning. I said I wasn't going to say that when we— yeah. Okay, moving <laughs> it right funny. along. We went with it. Moving right along, you know, uh, the the last one that I I think that we need to do, we need to get in shape on is just the daily practice yeah. of fellowship or that care, love, caregiving. This is an everyday thing. Every, every day. Every, every day. day.
1: Hebrews 12 says, therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. And that is something that we've got to do with this whole thing. You Mm -hmm. know, a couple years ago, my brother introduced me to strength training, and it's become kind of a hobby of mine. You couldn't tell by looking at me, you know. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of become a hobby of mine, Mm -hmm. you know, deadlifts and squats and all these different things and just trying to get better at that. And, you know, the first time you do it, it's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. You Don't just feel like you got hit by yeah, a Mack yeah. truck. You can't get out of bed the next day. Yeah. You can't get in and out of chairs. Yeah. You start sounding like PB when you try yeah. you, uh, when oh, you're trying to get up, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh and it's just awful. But you do it every day. 3-4 yeah. times a week. You know, you're doing it consistently in your life and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you find out that those things that used to scare you you know, like picking up the little lawnmower and trying to get it in your truck or, yeah. or whatever. You know, you're not scared for your back anymore. You're not, you're, you get stronger at life. And then all of a sudden you realize, hey, I'm not sore anymore when yeah. I do this. And, and I, I'm getting better at this. And you're strengthening your arms and your knees. Well, it's the same thing that we've got to do in our own lives with this practice of fellowship and care. This isn't something that you just go and you just spend all your energy doing all at once and just, you know, just blow yourself out of the water trying to be loving to everybody. No, this is every day you ask yourself, how can I love the people around me? Years ago, you asked us to pray that prayer. God, pierce my heart to see people through your eyes. And that's a daily prayer that we've got to pray and ask God, how can I love some people today? How can I do some ministry today? How can I care for some folks today? And And
0: it is right it's out there you know they can be very small things you do sometimes something's maybe larger sometimes it can be short-term something God puts on in heart long-term or it can be real random or deliberate but I mean just in a short walk you know walk through Menards or walk through Walmart I guarantee you if you just open if we open our eyes we'll see stuff and it could be you know someone getting a buggy stuck or someone that just needs a ear or whatever um I had one um the other day you know uh I was had my garage door open and I was looking across the road and I noticed my neighbor was burning some leaves or something and as I'm watching, I realize he's burning leaves on the outside of his fire pile now. And then all of a sudden, he's burning <laughs> his leaves about 20 feet from that fire pile. And I'm thinking, <laughs> it's, it's you know, moving. I could see something was happening over there and I'm thinking, should I go help or not? And PV looks
1: at it and goes, this is a moment for fellowship
0: yeah and so you know all of a sudden i finally got the clue maybe as a neighbor i need to go help him not burn down the neighborhood (laughs) and so i go over there and i tell you my neighbor oh yeah you really it's amazing and and it's just like i'd rather work on something here because that fire probably won't cross the road burn down my house i'll just burn the houses on that side but i said you know i need to go help and it was cool because there's no better way to bond with one of your neighbors than fire fighting side by side you know right and it just it just was a great sin. and we that put that thing time. Out, you know and it was just really it was really good acts you know? of service right there so it's there it's there everywhere and it is it is paint you know you know in all these areas we we grow into and the first few times it's like this is awkward or sometimes it this seems stupid or i don't want to trouble them but to begin doing that on a daily basis, train your kids to do that, hospitality, train them how to welcome guests in, and, and all of that they learn from us. And so this message is not something that you're gonna come to the altar, pray for me, that God moves me or show me a sign, but there, are, I think the best way we can respond is, you know put feet to this today, today, yeah. and start practicing today. And some of you kids, be superheroes. Say, I'm gonna start doing something around the house without being asked, every day and you know you'll be you'll be a phenon in your neighborhood, you know, like something's wrong with that kid. You know, there's something special about him. It makes you different when you do that. And I just want to encourage you in that. And we'll close with prayer. Sure. Yeah. Is Jonathan, that, you why don't want you me to pray? Why don't you Is that pray? Yeah, okay. let me let me do, we, I can do know, it. let me let you pray.
1: God, I come before you right now and I bring uh I bring New Hope Church before you. I bring everyone in this room. I bring everyone at the Newton campus to you right now, and I ask that you would use us. This uh, the shelter-in-place period has been just a nutty time where a lot of the tools that we have to love other people and to care for other people have been taken, and we're trying to figure out how we do this. And God, I pray that the value of fellowship, the value of care, would be something that we as a church would devote ourselves to. I pray that every single person hearing this would take a moment this afternoon and look around and say, How can I love somebody? What can I do? How can I bleed for somebody today? How can I show them that they matter? How can I not overlook what's going on around me? I pray that even as we as a society are just coming through this crazy time, that we would turn around and love the people around us. Thank you for the opportunity to participate in a body of Christ, a body of people that is geared towards doing that, and I pray that you'd make us effective for your name. Pierce our hearts to see people through your eyes. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.